0: welcome to the surviving second gen podcast where we candidly discuss the mental health impacts of being a second generation immigrant in america i'm your host jennifer ipolit a haitian american child of two immigrant parents as well as a licensed mental health counselor My hope is that this podcast leaves you feeling heard, understood, and empowered to apply tangible takeaways that can help you navigate all the things that come with being second gen. All right, so welcome to season one. No, no. (laughs) I literally said easy one. Welcome to season two. This is season two. This is season two. Episode one of the Surviving Second Gen podcast. I'm so hype. You know, okay, I'm proud of myself, okay? Like my mom would say, I'm proud for myself. Because I just recorded eight episodes in the first season. And I consistently did it every week, brought y'all a new episode. And now we're in the second season, right, of me recording and bringing y'all new episodes. Are y'all not, are y'all not pleased with me? Are y'all not pretty pleased? I'm pleased, okay? So I'm hype, I'm hype, I'm hype. And I'm excited for this season. I have more topics, more things, more stuff that I'm just trying to, give to y'all that I think y'all will appreciate. So all that to say, let's get into season two, episode one. And we're starting off with some career stuff, okay? Um, what I want to talk about today, first of all, I'm pretty sure that if you are a person who knows a child of immigrants, then you probably know a doctor, if you know a child of immigrants, you probably personally know a nurse. You probably personally know an engineer. <laughs> you probably personally know a lawyer. Because these are the things that children of immigrants do. Immigrants and children of immigrants do. Um, and I say that because I, I want to talk about this idea that children of immigrants have to have these type of careers and you know what I'm talking about the doctor the lawyer the nurse the engineer um the high-ranking individual basically these top tier type of jobs uh, do the jobs that people look at and they're like oh you're oh okay like that's the type of jobs that a lot of children of immigrants have right and um, they have these jobs because children of immigrants, and I can include myself in this, right? Um, we have these parents who who come from their respective countries. And in their respective countries, um, these high status jobs mean a lot. And that's why I say specifically high status. Because having these type of jobs does put you on a different um level in terms of status when you are a doctor, when you are a lawyer, when you are a mm. p- politician, just something um that people see as prestigious. It puts you on a different socioeconomic status. It puts you in a different status in the eyes of other people. Um you have a different visibility uh There just comes a lot with um, having these particular careers. I mean, ultimately, it can change your life. You know, the way your life looks is different um, if you have a college-educated person in these immigrant countries versus someone who's not college-educated. Like, literally, it can change how your life looks like. So... When we think about immigrant parents, they hold a lot of weight to these type of careers because it it matters. It changes what life looks like for them in their country when they have these types of careers. Um, And also the way that education is um, the value that education has in other countries outside of the U.S. is very different. The way that school is outside of the U.S. is very different. Um, I did not spend time going to school. Well, I I went to school for like two years um, in Haiti, actually, before this was like Before I even um, started kindergarten. So um, I went to school out there. But my siblings, other family members, extended family, other people that I know have went to school in Haiti and other countries outside of the U.S. The way the school system is set up outside of the U.S. does not compare to what is going on in the U.S. The way that it is um challenging compares nothing to the u.s the way that the um curriculum is set up does not compare to the u.s so i say all that to say when a child goes from from kindergarten to uh 12th grade in another country that is a big accomplishment just getting through all of those years of school is a big accomplishment because the way the curriculum is set up, the way you have to be the best of the best in every single grade that you're in, like it's a big deal. And if you go to higher education and you're like college educated, that is a humongous deal. And I say that because, again, the curriculum is so rigorous, it's not just like you're oh, yeah, you went to college, it's a big deal. I think going to college is a big deal in America, but the way it's a big deal in other countries is different because, again, there's so much that people know you have to go through to actually achieve, to to get through that is, is not no small feat. So I think those two things, um, the socioeconomic status, um you know the visibility that you have and also all the things that come with um achieving such a high accomplishment higher education is what is leads immigrant parents to have such a huge huge emphasis on education for their children right so they have that piece and then there's another layer of If they didn't get that opportunity, they need you to get that opportunity, right? Because for them, if they are leaving everything that they know to come to a country where access to that higher education is easier, then there's no reason why you don't access it, which makes sense. (laughs) You know, like I think that it makes sense for me even though I don't have the same experiences as my parents and I don't see education in the same way that my parents sees it in some ways I value education so much and even for my future children God willing I will instill the importance of education because that's literally something nobody can take away from you no matter what like that knowledge You have, no one could take it away from you. Now, how they get that information, how they get that knowledge and education, that may look different, right? So I think that's where the issue can lie in that immigrant parents can push education so much that it can be harmful to the child of immigrants who has to deal with that pressure of getting said education so i think it's a beautiful thing that children of immigrants are high achievers they are the top of the top in their class they do the top of the top of line of work they are they go above and beyond and you know they're just top tier when it comes to education like they just are you know I think it's beautiful to see you know when you see a doctor you see a child of immigrants when you see a lawyer you see a child of immigrants when you see a politician you see I think that is beautiful because I think children of immigrants legit are running this country I mean you know like immigrants have their place in this world and children of immigrants has another place in this world and at this point in time like children of immigrants are are doing fabulous things and at the same time I can say that there are negative things that come with being a child of immigrants that is pressured to be in a certain field. Um because I think that's where the issue lies when you have a immigrant parent that pushes uh the narrative that they that their child has to be something so bad that the child almost has no say in what they do in their life. That's where the problem lies. Um because let me tell you what happens to people who are high achievers. What can happen to people who are ch- high achievers? People, ha- people who are high achievers deal with perfectionism. They want to be perfect in every single aspect of what they do. And not producing perfect affects how they see themselves. So if I don't do this and I don't get the best grade in this assignment, then something is wrong with me. So they attribute their ability to do something at the highest level to their self-worth. That's an issue. Um, People who are high achievers or... um, Who've been pushed to be uh, to go above and beyond can often be very very critical of themselves and other people. Um, so that looks like literally putting themselves down about any little thing, any little error, any little flaw becomes an issue. And they do that to other people, too, because they have been used to a parent that says, oh, you didn't do the absolute best. You're not absolutely perfect. You don't achieve this particular thing in this particular way. That's not good enough. It's like all or nothing. There's no in between. Right. So that child of immigrants, you know, grows up to be this person who thinks if I don't if, um, if I don't get this done, if I don't appear this way, if I um, am not accepted in this space, then I'm not good enough. So they become very, very critical. Um, people who are high achievers, usually children of immigrants, tend to carry around a lot of anxiety. Because they are constantly worried about what needs to be done, how it needs to be done, um, you know, whether or not it can be done. There's always anxiety around something that's happening in their lives. And sometimes that's the anxiety of their parents that they carry and take on, or it can just be the fact that their parents are creating this pressure for them and that creates anxiety for them right so that's another um that's another negative thing that comes with being this high achiever another thing that can be difficult for a high achiever is that they are chronic people pleasers chronic people pleasers um Because for them, they've been taught, right, like they they have to show up in a particular way um, in this particular job field. And um, if not, then again, that's, that's not good enough. So what is it that I can do to make sure that my parents are satisfied or one of my parents are satisfied in what I'm doing? And that crosses over into, you know, my adult world in that I want to make sure that everybody is good. I want to make sure that every, everybody's okay. Whatever I can do to make sure that everything and everybody is good, that's what I'm going to do. To the detriment of themselves, right? Like people pleasers, for the most part, will do everything for everybody else and oftentimes forget themselves, so these are all the, the things that, you know, forcing someone to be in a particular type of career um, can create all these uh, negative things that come with it. Again, I think it's a beautiful thing that we have all these amazing individuals who are doing amazing things in different fields. But when you think about how the, these children are carrying around all of these things because of the pressure, um, I don't think that's healthy. <laughs> you know, um, children of immigrants shouldn't be chronic people pleasers. <laughs> they shouldn't be carrying out, carrying around chronic anxiety. They shouldn't be constantly critical of themselves and other people. That's not healthy. So um, I think we need to reevaluate how we push someone to be their best self and um, reevaluate the uh, value we push, we put into the education system um, and higher education for children of immigrants. As I was saying earlier, there's so much value in a person completing higher education when they grow up in another country. There's so much benefit to it. And I think that looks totally different in the US because yes, education is valued in the US, but um, I think there is more of an open mind about what makes you educated or how to achieve success and status. And I think that just goes into the fact that, you know, the U.S. is a capitalist society. Most societies outside the U.S. isn't um, based on capitalism. So it's not about, you know, make your way up however you can in whatever way. No, like that's not the mindset. But we live in a capitalist society in the U.S. where it's like you don't have to go to college to, you know, have six figures. You don't have to do that. There's different ways. I mean, most of the billionaires that we talk about, we know about. They didn't complete a bachelor's degree. Like some of them didn't even finish high school. So it's like there's so many other ways to achieve success in the U.S. So uh, that in itself, you know, another conversation for another day. But the way the capitalist capitalist system works in the U.S. it really just changes how education looks like and I feel like personally um there's aspects of that that immigrant parents can um hone in on to help change how they pressure children of immigrants you know their children um to achieve a certain level of education so as a former school counselor um, who has helped um, students as young as second grade figure out what they want to do with their life. Um, when I talked to, I particularly got a lot of joy from talking to high school students when they were preparing to go to college and thinking about what they wanted to major in what they they what they could see themselves doing as a career, I loved having those conversations. Like career counseling was something I truly enjoyed. because, again, I've always valued education. That was something that my parents instilled in me. But um, I feel like it's important to allow children to explore. Going back to the stages of development, what we talked about in season one, um, there is a stage in a child's um, adolescence where they have to be able to explore and think about what life looks like as an, as an adult, what career choices they have, and things of that nature. When we box a, a, a child of immigrants into this space of you only have X amount of choices, you can only do these four things, then it boxes their mind in the ability to think that there are things that they can do beyond what they've seen somebody else do, beyond what is the norm. We, doctors are great, doctors are needed always. Nurses are great. Nurses are needed always. Engineers are needed always. But so are many other jobs and professions. Therapists are needed. You know, um, shoot, I don't know. So many jobs, so many people, so many things are needed in this world outside of the, the, the four things that, um, the four things that immigrant parents convince um, children of immigrants that they need to do. I think it's important to understand what your child's gifts are. And I think that's something that immigrant parents need to put more trust in is what is my child's gifts? What Does my child, what do I see in my child? What do I see that they naturally do that they can hone into and create a career out of versus what I think in my mind is the best thing that they can do for their life? Do you know how many adult children of immigrants that I know that have either completely regretted the field that they went into or actually changed the field that they went, to, went through um, and started all over because of what their parents wanted them to do. So their parents convinced them so much that they needed to do a particular job to the point that they went to school for it. They did four years or seven years of schooling of that thing. Stuck it all the way through. Because their parents said that they had to. And then at some point they realized, I hate this. I don't want to do this anymore. That's terrible. <laughs> like, that sucks. I couldn't imagine going to school for something for X amount of years just because somebody else wanted that for me. Do you know how much, like, that, there's so much that goes, like, you feel bad, you feel like you wasted your time. you might feel embarrassed, you might feel like regret, you may feel resentment towards your parents. like these are all the things that um, can happen to a child of immigrants just because somebody else said they wanted them to do something. I've seen it to the point where that parent will not will basically disown that child. If they don't pursue a particular career that the parent wants, like that's sheesh, sheesh, like disown their child or to the point where they won't pay for that person's education if they don't go to a particular um, school or pursue a particular career. That is beyond controlling. And that is beyond not okay. Like, it's not okay to, uh, you know, use that as a way to lead and move somebody to do something that you want them to do. And I think that for children of immigrants, it's really important, if you can, to start early and often talking about your gifts and honing in on that so that you're not led down a path where it gets to the point where you're 18 and it's time to go off to college and your parents are holding over your head that if you don't pursue this particular career they're not paying for you to go cuz that would be that would be a shame if that had to happen um so yeah i don't i don't i don't know who's listening to this and where you're at right now you know in that career trajectory but Yeah, as early as possible, I really think it's important to have the conversations with your parents about, you know, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm seeing myself doing. And the only way you can do that is you personally exploring, right? Like you can't put it on them or anybody else to figure out what you want to do. Allow yourself to explore. So go to your school counselor and, you know, take some assessments if you need to. You know, talk to a you know college, um, not recruiter, a college advisor to see what the options are at certain colleges and schools. Right. So like, give yourself those options to explore what it looks like to be in a certain field that you feel like you can do, and then relay that message to the person that you know values that. Because again, there's reasons why they value that. And and I honestly, underneath all of the um, controlling and or manipulative tactics, there's love and um, wanting the best, right? But um, again, if they're going off of this narrative that it has to be this certain way or everything is going to implode and nothing's going to work out, because they are still thinking about the fact that they're in their immigrant country when we're in a capitalist society where it's not the same thing. There are options. Now, this is not to say like, oh, you know, again, higher education doesn't have value. It sure does. But there's options outside of higher education. Everybody doesn't have to go to college. Everybody doesn't need to be an entrepreneur either. But again, you got to figure out what makes sense for you. So I think it's important to remember, I need to explore, I need to figure out what it is that I want to do. So I can relay that message effectively. So I can set myself up to have the support that I need, if I need it at all. Or if you need to set yourself up to be your own support, because you know, that um, the person is not going to You know, support you if it's not this particular path, because not everybody is dealing with a parent who has the capacity to understand that conversation and allow it to be their child's reality. You know, for some parents, it's just like, no, that's not how I see it. I don't believe in what you're trying to do, and we're not we're not going to go there. So, what is it that you can prep yourself to do to support your own personal vision? But you got to have a vision verse, right? You have to know what you want for yourself and how to get there. A vision and a plan. Um, But secondly, when I think about this, I think it's important for people who are adults battling this and possibly thinking about a career change or they have to do a career change. um, And they may be feeling bad about it. Or feeling like dumb Like dang like I can't believe I have to do this First of all It's not your fault Like especially if we are talking about the narrative That was instilled in you You know as a child And you Basically didn't Didn't see that you had choices and options You weren't given the resources To explore those options It's not your fault And it's Okay to pivot it's okay to completely start over it's okay like again when you think about the society that we live in in the U.S. do you know the amount of people who are millionaires billionaires living their life doing something now that did not start that particular path until they were like 40 (laughs) so it's like yeah it's okay to have not to not have it figured out at 35 Now, I'm not talking about extremes here of like, you have nothing going on for you at 35, you have no vision, no nothing, you're stalled, Um, because I think that's an unfortunate place to be in, and it's definitely not ideal, but I'm talking about the fact that you may have gotten to a point that you felt like you had to go to, to please a cultural context, and you feel stuck and now you're trying to get unstuck it's okay to start down a new path so you can have something that fits best for you like that's totally okay um because again I think there's so much guilt and shame that may come with that and there may be backlash that comes with that from the people who told you you needed to be there (laughs) Right, so if you were told that you had to be a nurse and you did all the things to be a nurse, and you start your career in nursing, and you suddenly say, I don't want to be a nurse anymore, I'm going to school to be a cosmetologist, they may look at you like you're crazy, (laughs) you know, like they may be like, What are you doing? But again, I say it's okay to push forward. If you have a vision and a plan, if this is something that fulfills you, if this is something that you feel like is your purpose, if it's something that you feel like you have the capability of um, completing um, and you have a actual set of steps to get there, Go ahead, like go for it. You know what I'm saying? Like go for it. Don't let that stop you from what it is that you want to do. Um, because I think it's 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 hard because you kind of keep yourself in this mind state of, you know, almost I'm still a child and my parents and their approval and how they see me, especially in this cultural space, matters so much. Um, And yes, that can matter. And yes, at the same time, what you feel about yourself matters. So if you don't feel good and you don't feel a sense of worthiness in a career path that your parents chose for you, you don't have to stay in that career path. If you can see yourself feeling so much more empowered, so much more influential um, in a career path that is completely different than what somebody else saw for you, it's okay to go for it. Um, Yeah, like I would tell anybody any day that... I think it's so much more important to do something that you love versus something that other people love for you and can see you doing and (laughs) and brings them a sense of security and status and all of those things Um, because that's working in their favor and not yours. So what are we doing? So yeah, figure out what you love, figure out what it is that you see yourself doing and go for it. Even if you're 30, even though if you're 37, even if you're 45, life does not end at those ages, God willing, like there is no point in staying in this, uh, unhappiness just because somebody else saw that for you, um... And there's way that's ways that you can successfully plan for and decide for what you want in life and go for it um, and be happy. <laughs> I think it's important to find joy in your career. I will always stand by that. Um, yes, money is important. Duh, we need it to survive, right? Um and yes, making lots of money is great, sure. Um, but I think that there's um, more power and stability. So you don't need a excess amount of money to be stable. You can be stable with a certain amount. Um, and joy in what you do. I think that's like the powerful combination in creating a career that makes sense is no you don't want to be in a career or doing something that you're stressed about every day because you're making no money nobody wants that um there maybe there may be a season where you're uh really striving and grinding so you do you know have to settle with not making as much money as you want to that's different um and I think that happens you know with working in certain fields um or just trying to build something in general um but um on the other end I don't think it's okay to be making however much money uh like buku money but you are like miserable (laughs) like you don't like what you're doing it's not fair to you and it's not fair for the people you serve Honestly, because in whatever work that you do, you're serving others, you're doing something for the benefit of somebody. You know, even if it's you're working on a machine, somebody's going to use that machine, right? And ultimately, if you're not um, doing what you're doing, um, using your gifts, um, you know, basically serving the community in that work, um wholeheartedly authentically I think it's it's a total disservice um I think um there's something beautiful um and pleasing to God when we really um do the things that he has um instilled in us and do it with all of the power and all of um the ability that he's given us versus, um, allowing that, that gift to pass either because we're in the wrong career and we're like settling for that. Um, or, you know, we, we don't actually believe in the fact that there is a gift that inside that is inside of us that God has given us that we can use, um, to better ourselves in our community. You know, it's almost like saying, ah, nah, that thing that, you know, has been put inside of me, eh, it's, I mean, I guess, like, what? It's like, what what are you saying to God? Like, you're telling him you guess, like, nah, like, if he has something for you that he's instilled in you that he knows is your purpose on this earth, you should be doing your due diligence to find that out and actually going for it. That's that's what I believe, you know. I think the Lord finds joy in that and rejoices in that. Um and yeah, I'm getting churchy, but I, I just I don't know, that was just something that was in my spirit to say that. Like, don't be out here playing with God. You better follow your gifts. Like, know your purpose. Know that he put you on this earth for a purpose and for that reason you're going to follow that purpose. You know, (laughs) like you got to find that out. You got you and God got to have a conversation to figure out what that is and strive for it. And if that means that you figured it out at 50, okay, you figured it out then. What are you going to do with that information? You feel me? So, yeah, that's what I leave y'all with um, with this conversation. Um, Yeah. If you're a child of immigrants that had to deal with that pressure, of picking a particular career um, that your parents wanted I want to hear your journey about that what that looked like for you because again I've, I've seen so many people go through it and try to overcome it and I I, I I can't even imagine so let's talk about it you can go to the YouTube and continue this conversation so thank you so much for tuning in to season two, first episode, we're out here. I'll see you all at the next one. Bye. If you found today's episode valuable or this podcast as a whole, I invite you to leave a five-star review and also leave a comment letting others know what you gain from this episode. This allows for our podcast to gain more visibility and for it to reach the people that want to hear this information. Also, we invite you to engage in the comments on the YouTube page, Surviving Second Gen Podcast, so we can continue this rich conversation that we're having today.